Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Brad sent me a note and said, Steve, check out this story. It happened in your backyard. And I don't think he realized it's the trifecta. It's the Detroit Free Press that published it, and that's the paper I delivered as a young man. It's written by Neil Rubin, a columnist I've spoken to many times, and an attorney in the story is an attorney I know. And so it was a pleasant surprise to read this wonderful article by Neil Rubin about an Oak Park woman who got $88,000 after a lawn service made a very bad mistake and harmed her lawn and then didn't want to make it good. So all she wanted was an apology and a solution. She didn't get either, but a jury came back in her favor. So it's a reminder that it's good to own up to your mistakes. What happened was that on May 27th of 2020, a landscaping company showed up at the wrong house, and they showed up at the one in Oak Park where a woman named Marilyn Mack grew strawberries for the neighbor kids to pick as they strolled by on the sidewalk. The company sprayed weed killer and fertilizer on the chemical-free front lawn that she spent seven years turning to clover on her berries and her beans, on her identity really as a masterful organic gardener and a friend to the planet and the block. The clover died, it turned black and blotchy within days. The produce and the adjoining perennials were drenched with weed killer. And so now she's not even sure about how safe that dirt is. So an Oakland County jury in circuit court there uh, ordered the Natural Way Lawn and Tree Service of Lake Orion to pay up because their response was simply a shrug, as Neil puts it. Across two-plus years, that became a shrug and a final settlement offer, upped from $500 to $2,000. And then at one point in time, apparently they threatened her. So she wanted something that they hadn't considered. She said, I wanted someone to take responsibility. I wanted them to fix it. So she wanted new dirt, if that's what it would take to put her on the path to what she had before. Uh, So the jury got it and expressed sympathy in the numerical form of (laughs) $88,550. So in case you're curious, she gets up most days at 4.30 in the morning, bakes sourdough bread for three hours, which she then gives away. And that which she does not give away, she donates to a food pantry. So she also donates money to a bulldog rescue organization and she's got a dog as well and a cat who apparently were uh, hanging out with uh, Neil and her as they were being interviewed uh, her family so she and her husband Brian share a 920 square foot house uh, they bought 10 years ago it's a pretty small house one bedroom one bath but the deal was that it has an oversized lot and she liked that so now she's turned that into a kaleidoscopic ecosystem that has all kinds of things, tomato plants, Chinese long beans, herbs, garlic, horseradish, rhubarb, flowers, and some useful tips that she always gives out if people ask, such as if you want to keep insects away from your tomatoes, plant basil alongside the vines. Uh, Earwigs will ignore corn if you intersperse cabbage, and so on. She enjoys spending time in the dirt, and she said, I've been doing this for quite some time. So what happened was she was out back on that day in question three years ago, and her husband yelled from inside the house because he was inside. He was not feeling well that day. Get to the front yard and hurry. And there she encountered a technician from Natural Way spraying something on her lawn. 
Now, here's the problem, that clover is not a, actually a weed. And I know some people who like their grass to look like the putting green at a golf course, okay? That's, that's fine if that's what you want. I've got clover in my yard, too, and I like it. The rabbits like it. i got no problem with clover. So it's not a weed. And Max says she prefers the clover to the grass because of how it interacts with the soil. It's softer than grass, and it needs less mowing, and pollinators also like it. She points out rabbits like it, too. So to replace her shabby grass, she had overseeded it with clover again and again, letting it slowly uh, take over. So she shouted at the technician to stop, and he said, you're crazy. You don't live here. Now, <laughs> there's nothing worse than somebody showing up and telling you that you're wrong about something so fundamental as where you live. So someone is in your yard destroying your plants, and when you ask them to stop, they say, you're crazy, you don't live here. It turned out that he was supposed to be working next door. He had not checked the home's address, and that came out during pretrial discovery, which is, of course, a violation of company policy. He was spraying in 11-mile-per-hour winds, uh, and the label on the weed killer said that it should be sprayed at 10 miles per hour or less with respect to wind speed. Applying potent chemicals at an organic gardener's home is like topping a teetotaler's ice cream with creme de menthe. What's routine to some is, of course, sacrilege to others. And again, this is Neil Rubin describing this situation. So she consulted with all kinds of people trying to figure out what it's going to take. And some people said, it'll be about four years. You're going to spend four years trying to repair that yard from the chemicals that got sprayed on it. So the company kept telling her they weren't going to help her out. So after 16 months, she found a lawyer, and this is Neil's description, a lawyer foolish and successful enough to take her case. <laughs> so she uh, does actually have a job of her own, so she actually has other things to do. But somebody she works with suggested she consult with a lawyer uh, and somehow she got hooked up with an attorney in Royal Oak whose name is David Zupke. David Zupke. I know David, and I've worked with David before on a case where he and I both represented plaintiffs. Now, he says he could tell immediately there was no money to be made in this case, uh, and he determined almost as quickly that he was, in fact, going to take it. So once in a while, a case does speak to you like that. Zupke says there's something about this that's magical. It means something when you're representing someone who bakes bread for the neighborhood. So they've become friends, and occasionally he's gotten some uh, loaves of bread out of it too. But the fact is, he says, between preparation and exhibits and experts and a trial that lasted three days, he said he probably put in about $80,000 worth of work, and he does not expect to get reimbursed for that. It's just something that had to be done. Through a legal process not worth explaining, he stands to collect at least $40,000 but that would only be if this whole thing stands up on appeal and the company pays. But the company has said they do intend to appeal. Now, one thing you have to remember in Michigan, if you appeal a case like this that you've lost, uh, the court might make you post a bond. And by might, I mean they will. And the bond will be one and a half times that judgment. So if they want to appeal this, they can put the money up. And if they lose the appeal, then they get paid, the plaintiff and the attorney. But the question is, will they actually appeal it? Uh, the company's vice president told the Free Press that from our perspective, we're not interested in giving an interview. We're going to move forward with no comment. So that, by the way, was one of the witnesses uh, that Zupke called uh, during the trial. 
And then, of course, Mack also testified. And the trial was solely about damages because due to pretrial motions, the court had already basically determined that this company was liable for what they'd done because there's no question, they sprayed the wrong lawn. And so if there are things that the parties don't dispute, you don't have to start from square one and you go to trial. So if the court determines that, wait, you guys admit you sprayed her lawn, that you're the one she was talking to and told her she didn't know where she lived. Okay, so you did do that. Okay, well, the liability seems pretty clear at that point. Now we're just talking about damages. So the company had already suggested in filings that Mac bore some responsibility for what happened, and they had threatened to chase her down for legal fees incurred in defending unfounded and frivolous allegations. So they called her claims frivolous. They destroyed her yard, but they, they, the claims are frivolous. The jury, however, didn't seem to buy that. They were only out 57 minutes. They were not out for one full hour. And by the way, when a, uh, a jury's return that quickly, you have to remember that they have a bunch of instructions about what they're supposed to do when they go back to the jury room. But the first thing they probably do when they exit the courtroom itself is probably go to the restrooms because they've been sitting in court for a while listening to closing arguments and jury instructions. They get up, they walk out, they have to go to the bathroom. That's just, I'm just talking about reality here. Then they all return from the restrooms. They go into the jury deliberation room and then they have to pick a foreperson. Now, I don't know if you've ever been involved in elections before, but sometimes they can take a while. So it was still less than an hour for them to do all the things required under the instructions, including picking a four-person, filling out the verdict form, and then letting the court know that we have a, a verdict. And 57 minutes later, they've done all that stuff, and they came back and said $22,550 in actual damages and $66,000 for causing pain and uh, being clods, as Neil Rubin put it. <laughs> Max says it's a very powerful thing The jury of my peers told me I wasn't crazy That validation is what I wanted and As a bonus Assuming nothing changes with the appeal She and her husband will wind up with a windfall Unprecedented in their hardworking lives uh, She's a musician So she's thinking about maybe Getting a new guitar And as she says it'd be nice to have an Underground sprinkler system maybe So she doesn't have to go outside and spend all her time watering when she could have her hands in the dirt because that's what she really enjoys the most. So it's a crazy story, but it has a happy ending. And I was just so pleased to read this yesterday and see that Neil Rubin wrote it, the Free Press ran it, and David Zupke is the attorney who helped her out all the way through trial, all the way through trial. And she got a jury verdict, $88,550. And this is the kind of thing where I understand mistakes can get made, but that's what insurance is for. And that's also why you train your employees to do the right thing. And so if they showed up and sprayed weed killer on somebody's garden by accident, you go, oh, we made a mistake. We're sorry. What do we need to do to make this better? It wouldn't have cost them $88,550, nor would they have had to hire attorneys to do that, most likely. And that's the sad part. So uh, I have to tell you that Neil Rubin is the uh, columnist who wrote the article about the Lugnut case in Michigan. And he interviewed me about that. And I think I talked about that in one of my videos about the Lugnuts. He also interviewed me a couple times about the uh, Chrysler turbine car story. And also, at least once, about the Italian Hall disaster. 
So Neil's a, a great guy. He's a columnist for the free press who tends to write uh, personal interest stories, but he somehow finds these fascinating ones. And it was just, like I said, it was a, it was a, it was a great story here because it involved the free press, Neil Rubin, and an attorney that I know very well, David Zupke, who's a great guy. So it ends well, but nobody wants to go through litigation, especially when you get dragged into it like that because she didn't choose to have them spray the wrong lawn. They did that all on their own. So, Brad, thanks for sending it. Questions, your comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. I didn't say it was your fault. I said I was blaming you.